Good afternoon, and I appreciate you joining in for today's daily devotion. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 13 through 15, and we're going to jump right in. We've been studying 2 Corinthians for, for this entire time that we've been um, apart from one another and not able to meet together as a church, and we've seen Paul talk a great deal about suffering, and he paints a picture of a very difficult ministry. And uh, he, he experienced, as we saw yesterday, affliction, perplexity, persecution, being struck down, and he kept going in ministry nonetheless. Nothing stopped him from continuing his ministry as an apostle. So the question for us this afternoon is how, how in the world did he keep going in ministry when it was this difficult and why? What motivated him? This is what he's gonna talk about in our paragraph today, verses 13 through 15 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and uh, I want to encourage you to go ahead and start personalizing this. Uh, this will give us insight as to how we can get motivated to minister as Christians and how we can stay motivated to minister as Christians, especially when things get hard. Let's pray together, and then we'll start by reading verse 13. Father, thank you so much for your word and its constant rock-solid truth and its encouragement to us. Thank you for giving us this technology to be able to meet together and study your word together. And I pray that it would go forth in its full power and accomplish your purposes among us and that it would motivate us to minister more boldly during the, these um, unprecedented times. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 is where we will begin. He says, So we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written. I believed, and so I spoke. We also believe, and so we also speak. Now, at first, you probably have no idea what he's talking about. Um, it took me a little bit of time to get into the headspace with Paul to figure out what in the world he was talking about. Basically, what he is saying is he keeps ministering, even though it's difficult and painful. He keeps ministering because he believes something. He says, since we have the same spirit of faith or the same disposition of faith, the same as who, you might be asking, the same as the Corinthians, who's he talking about? It looks like he's talking about the person who wrote Psalm 116, verse 10, because that's where that quote comes from. That quote that says, I believed and so I spoke. So he's saying, I keep ministering because I believe something. I have the same spirit of faith as the psalmists who wrote long ago in the midst of affliction. And just like them, I believe and so I speak. That's what we are like, Timothy and I and my associates. We also believe and so we also speak. In other words, my belief motivates my behavior. My faith motivates my ministry. Uh, and this is the way it is in all of life. Our, our behavior is guided by our beliefs. If you believe that this virus is dangerous, your behavior is most likely to conform to the recommendations to stay home and wash your hands a lot and all those things. If you don't believe that it's dangerous, then your behavior will follow. You're, you're more likely to go on out to the store whether you need to or not and that kind of thing. Belief motivates and guides behavior. It's just how God designed human nature to work. 
So what did Paul believe that motivated him to continue ministering even though it was difficult? Well, if you read through for, uh, 2 Corinthians up to the point where we are, you can see that he believed many things about God and what God does and how glorious and awesome God is. But here he's talking about something specific. He believes that God will raise us with Jesus. That's what he goes on to say in verse 14. So in other words, he believes in the resurrection. Jesus' resurrection, what we're going to celebrate Sunday, and the coming resurrection of God's people. And that belief motivates him to continue ministering even when it's difficult. Let's go ahead and read verse 14. He continues the thought, explaining what he means by verse 13, saying, uh, well, let me just back up and read verse 13 so we can get the full flow of thought. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. Okay, Paul, he is in, translated into English anyway, is very difficult syntax to keep up with and figure out what he's saying. Boiled down, what he's saying is, I keep ministering because I believe God will raise the dead. That's basically what he's saying. I keep ministering because I believe God will raise the dead. Jesus' resurrection is the core of all of our beliefs as Christians. Every belief we have springs from our belief in Jesus' resurre resurrection. Uh, if I'm ever in a conversation with someone who does not believe in the teachings of Christianity, that's where I want to start. Well, what do you believe about Jesus' death and resurrection? Do you believe that that was a historical event? Yes or no, and, th and then you can work from there. But that's really the starting place. Paul believed that Jesus was raised from the dead. All the early Christians believed that, and that's what motivated their bold ministry. He also believed that the same God who raised Jesus from the dead will raise all of us from the dead when Jesus returns. Now, that's a major statement. That's a major belief to hold. If, you, if we really believe that, it's going to have implications for our behavior and our priorities. And if you just say you believe it, but it doesn't, you don't actually think about it and you don't actually internalize it for real in a concrete way, it might not affect your behavior. But if you, with clear thinking, come to believe that Jesus was raised from the dead and that God is going to raise from the dead all of Jesus' followers when Jesus returns, it's going to have an impact on your behavior. So let's think about that together for just a little bit. Um, if you believed that your death was just the end of your existence, that you know, whenever your time comes, uh, maybe you, you die peacefully in your sleep, and that's it. There is no more you. It's over. That's going to have an effect on how you live your life up to that point. Uh, if you work that out to its logical conclusion, you're probably going to come up with what we see throughout the Bible when people believe this, Let's just eat and drink and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Let's get as much pleasure and enjoyment out of this life as possible, because this is it. This is all we have. You only live once. So let's do whatever we can to avoid affliction. Let's do whatever we can to avoid perplexity, persecution, being struck down. Let's just get as much pleasure and fun as we can while we're here, because then it's over and that's it. There's no more meaning 
to our life other than what we experience here. Now, on the other hand, if you genuinely do believe that Jesus is going to return, let's say that that we knew for a fact that Jesus was going to return this Easter Sunday at sunrise, and that was certain, that belief would absolutely change your behavior this week. There's no doubt about it. If you believe that, it would change your behavior for the rest of the week. In fact, that's what I'd like to do with the comments and a little bit of time with you after the devotion. What would you do this week if you knew Jesus was going to return at sunrise Easter Sunday? How would that change your priorities? How would that change how you spent your time the rest of the week? I think that'll be an interesting thought experiment for us. Because basically, that's how Paul lived. He lived in light of the fact that he believed God's going to raise him from the dead along with all the other believers when Jesus returns. And I can tell you what Paul would be doing if he thought Jesus was going to return at the end of the week. It's what he talks about in verse 15. So once again, I'm going to start at verse 13 to get the flow of thought, but verse 15 is where we're going to land. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe, and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. And here's verse 15. For it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends to more and more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So, to sum it all up, since it is a bit of a confusing the wording is confusing. To sum it all up, Paul kept ministering because he believed God will raise the dead. And he wanted as much grace to be extended to as many people as possible in order to create as much thanksgiving as possible, in order to glorify God as much as possible. That's his mindset. He had this completely formed, well-rounded motivation for ministry. Uh, beneath him, he stood on a firm belief that God is going to raise the dead. And above him, he reached for the highest goal he could think of in life to increase glory for God. That's what he wanted to be found doing when Jesus returned. That's what he wanted to be doing up to the point of his death. That's what he thought was most important in light of the fact of the resurrection. So to put it in a little bit of a different light, think of this as an interview. If someone was interviewing the Apostle Paul yeah, let's just say it's up on YouTube and you can watch someone interview the Apostle Paul. First question, Paul, your ministry is very difficult. You experienced a great deal of affliction um, and trouble. Uh, why endure? Why did you keep going? Many others would have dropped out of the ministry before now. Paul's answer, it's for the sake of the churches that I minister to. Well, what do you want to accomplish for these churches that you minister to? Paul would say, as grace extends to more and more people, it increases thanksgiving. And that's really what I'm after. I want that grace to extend to my churches, so I keep working at it. But it's not just that I want them to receive grace. I want them to respond to that grace with thanksgiving. And the interviewer asked one more question. Well, what good does that do for your churches to, to abound in thanksgiving as grace keeps extending to more people? Well, it glorifies God. And that's my ultimate goal. I know that as an apostle, if I will keep speaking the gospel, 
and extending the grace of God through Jesus Christ to more and more people. More people are going to join the, the choir singing God's praises and thanksgiving, and that's going to increase the glory that God receives. And that's my highest goal because Jesus is going to return and, and lesser goals are going to seem puny in, in that day, and that's the only thing that's going to matter. So there you go. That's Paul's motivation to continue ministering even when it's hard. And it, it's our motivation too. Maybe to get motivated if we're not motivated at all, if we're completely distracted or apathetic, and to stay motivated when it gets hard. Because you and I are Christian ministers as well, even though we're not apostles. We have unique gifts from the Holy Spirit. We have a role to play in generating glory for God by extending the grace of Jesus to more and more and more people. You can extend grace to people through Jesus Christ, using your personality, your calling, your place in life, your spiritual gifts, you can generate thanksgiving in people in order to glorify God. You don't have to be an apostle to do that. With your family and your home and the way you serve and care for them in the name of Jesus, um, I saw somebody use sidewalk chalk on their driveway to, to write a Christian message to the neighbors because more people are walking in the neighborhood than usual. That's just another creative way to try to extend the grace of God through Jesus Christ to more people. Uh, all our technology, FaceTime, calls, texts, Zoom, uh, social media, all that's at our disposal to extend this grace to more people. 